Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning. This always reminds me of Sunday mornings in my house. I'm talking single digit age. Yeah. Um, mother always having Ramsey going on in our house. Yeah. yeah he's, it, he's from Chicago. Yeah. He was always there. We, and, and Jubilee Showcase mm-hmm. <laughs> was always mm-hmm. on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we say to you, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a good morning to you folks in College Park. Oh, in College Park. Oh, yeah. my goodness. There's all kind of stuff in College Park. Wait, wait, wait where do you want me to start? Uh, well, we you don't got much time because we got to play something else for you. <laughs> yeah, we do. Just, we say, do. just say one thing nice about College Park. Um, is at the end of the runway, and they got cool places to eat down on Main Street. That's what I thought you were going to say. There you go. Every Friday night, starting at 7 p.m., it is the award-winning high school scoreboard show with Sam Crenshaw and Scott um, Chris, Chris Parker. I'm looking at three different things here. That's, Chris Parker. I still want to get at Scott Minshew. Anyway, uh, Chris Parker and Eric. Day-Day. Day-Day. You get Garrett. Dylan. Dylan. Steven, all these guys are fanned out throughout Simone. the city. They yep. will let you know about everything that's going on in high school football. But the signature segment of that show is called School Days. They will present an all-time great to you and just talk nothing but about their time playing high school. This particular week, it is Marcus McNeil. Yeah, we can talk about, you guys could have talked about his Pro Bowl days with the San Diego Chargers. Or you could have talked about him as an All-American with Auburn. No, that's not what this show does. This show highlights their time in this particular week with Mr. McNeil. Time at Cedar Grove. One of the top players out there in DeKalb County when he was here. So, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy. From Friday night's high school scoreboard show, School Days, featuring Marcus McNeil. Sports Radio 929thegame929thegame.com. We're welcoming Marcus McNeil into the high school scoreboard show. You're on now with Sam and, and Chris. Uh, welcome to the scoreboard show, Marcus. Hey, what's up, Sam? What's up, Chris? <laughs> How's it going, Marcus? We're glad to have you. Hey, man, I'm good, man. I'm good. Y'all living the life, Friday Night Lights, baby. That's right, <laughs> Friday Night Lights. Cedar Grove a little different now than it was uh, when you played. You guys had a good team. But now, nationally good. How's that make you feel? Oh man, oh man, hey, hey, proud. You know what I'm saying? I'm a saint forever, baby. So you know, I'm always, I always love to see them doing good, man. And over the past couple of years, I've had a, a, a great time of being able to go and watch them get some state championships, man, and kind of 
send off some of those Southwest DeKalb Panthers that used to always call that noise about Quincy Carter and they and they bunch. <laughs> I knew it was going there. I didn't know how long it was Who going to take them to get minutes? there. Who had less than two less minutes? Less than two minutes. You already talked about Southwest DeKalb. <laughs> hey, you know what it is, baby. <laughs> we spent the time with Marcus McNeil, who was a, a Super 11 with an AJC uh, during his time at, at, at Cedar Grove. Uh, talk about the robbers and talk, just talk about you're playing football in DeKalb County at that time. There were a lot of good players and, and, and some really good teams. Yeah, definitely, man. You know, uh, the the rivalries and stuff around DeKalb County were always ones that, you know, we look forward to. You know, you play football with guys growing up, you know, in, in the parks, Gresham Park, Glenwood Hills, DYJ, you know, and we all go our separate ways in high school. But you always know who you're playing against. So, you know, those games on Friday nights were, you know, as big as, as, as NFL or, or, or college football games to us. And it's really where it all started at, you know. So those games, man, were like no other. We were always a 3A school. So whenever we got a chance to play a, a school that was ranked above us, you know, like a Southwest Cab. Well, I didn't play Southwest. We played Stevenson. We got a chance to play Stevenson. That was a big uh, game for us, you know, McNair, just just all the way, all way around the board, man. The Cat County just had so much talent that, you know, we just had a fun time playing every weekend. Marcus, what single moment stands out as the, the best moment or your favorite moment from your time playing at Cedar Grove? Oh, man, that's easy. That, that That's easy. Let me set the stage for you real quick. Well, we, we, we playing the number three Stevenson Jaguars. You know, uh, we we a small, unranked 3A team at the time. You know, nobody really gave us a chance. Well, we playing over at Memorial Stadium is what they used to call it, over mm-hmm. Memorial Drive. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they changed it up a little bit now. But uh, we, were, we were the underdogs. You know, uh, we weren't ranked in 3A. You know, Stevenson had – a, a lot. They had Reggie Ball. You know, uh, they they had they had two or three Craig Lumpkin. They had the Mario Mentor guys that went to Georgia, Georgia Tech. So they were full of D1 talent. But man, we came in there, uh, you know, uh, overmatched and and we weren't undersized because we had a 300 pound line. But we were trying to figure out how to get some offense going because our running backs were down. So I remember talking to my dad, and I was like, Dad, why, man, y'all just give me the ball. Let me do something, <laughs> you know. So, so, so the, game, the game is tight. They were like, all right, all right, we're going to see what we can do. So we had a plan, and the game is tight. So I come back out of halftime, and they throw me a number 90 instead of the 73 that y'all see me rocking all the way to the NFL. They throw me a number 90 jersey on so I could be an eligible receiver. Man, they line me up in the backfield, man, and tell me just to go up the scene, baby. You know what I'm saying? They, <laughs> hey, they throw, they throw me a couple of balls, man. I scored once, you know what I'm saying? Had another about 50-yard catch, you know, probably about Yo. two catches for a buck ten. You know, <laughs> we can go pull it up now. They got Google. They got Google. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, 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 and, and then we ended up beating the number three team in the state at the time, the Stevenson Jaguars, you know, on a couple of those catches that I made, man. But that that was probably the – that was a highlight of my senior season. You know, the first and only touchdown I caught in the game, you know. so uh, They might should have thrown you a I few more, it. Marcus. I man, mean, they, they, we tried to do it again against Mays, but 
I think they were prepared for it. They saw me put the number 90 jersey on like I came out like Superman. And they were like, hey, they throwing it to him. So well, here's the thing. Again, you nope. know, one-on-one coverage, I got tackled yeah. by eight of them. <laughs> nobody wants to tackle him. I'm just telling you. I know. Nobody. If you can get him the ball, nobody wants to tackle this Super 11 O-lineman. But I'm glad that even yeah. even the elite O linemen, even the guys that go to SEC and the NFL, they just like all the other O linemen I coach. They always want the football. They always think they can run it. Like, yeah. Hey man, hey, I, I knew I could run. It. I, I just needed the chance to get the ball in my hand. I, I was lobbying to try and get me a punt return or a kickoff return in that one time. But they, they were like, hey, calm down, calm down. Folk, we spent time with Marcus McNeil. Uh, obviously, a two-time Pro Bowler with the, with the uh, with the Chargers and uh, All-American, two-time All-American at Auburn University. and uh, But before all that, he was at Cedar Grove in DeKalb County. And I guess, you know, this area is so well recruited. Uh, Marcus, thoughts about the guys who are playing now on Friday nights, not just at Cedar Grove, but all around the area. Uh, so many are being recruited. What are your wish for them, you know, mm-hmm. and, and what, what advice do you have to pass along to them? Uh, I think the best advice that I have to pass along to the next generation, because I love what they're doing. You know, I, I'm not, I don't want them to try and be me or, you know, I want them to be themselves, you know, create their own path and find their own way. But in doing that, be prepared to step up on each level of football you go up to. We all aspire to make it to the NFL, uh, and we know everybody can't make it there. But at the same time, Going from high school to college, you have to prepare yourself mentally and physically to reestablish yourself as a great player on every level. So when you finish your high school career, you go into college, you know, not with this uh, badge of honor like I'm I'm the best, you know, player from my town, I'm the best player in the state, all that. You have to prove yourself again. You know, you have to go and strap it on again you know, really get dirty, really get really, really get down there and play football the way it's supposed to be played so that you can rise to the top like cream, like you're supposed to be. Uh, all the kids in the CAD County, man, are so talented right now. To be honest, this, this generation is – I see so much talent, you know, more talent than what we had even mm-hmm. growing up because they train a lot earlier. They, they, they're getting into football a lot earlier than we did. You know, it was just a game for us. And now, you know, they're taking it so serious that I think this – is raising the level of play across the board. So I'm excited about these guys, but just be prepared to step it up each level you go to. That's 100% accurate. The, the talent is so much different now in part because of the training and what they expected. But, Marcus, when, when did you know you were going to be, you know, an SEC, a big-time player? Well, I think people are identifying them way younger now. When did you know? Uh, I mean – when did I know? When they I, offered you, right? I knew from yeah, I, yeah. If you if you're an athlete, you know you know from the get go. You know, it's a mentality that you have to have. You mm-hmm. know, uh, and not just a mentality, but you got to have that competitive edge. You know, you have to be competitive. You you have to want to win. You have to want to be the best. You know, so I think it just kind of progressed with me through my whole life. You know. From watching, you know, TV on the couch or football games, you know, on Thanksgiving with my uncles and my dad, you know, and all my family and seeing and wanting to be there. So I visualized it first, you know, mentally, you know, the catches I wanted to make, the the runs, how I wanted to hit somebody, you know. And then I just kept on seeing myself 
in that light my whole life, you know, so it was it was a natural progression for me the whole way. You know, it was just like I like I said before, every time I took a step to the next stage, now I had to 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 reassess where I was at, you know, figure out how I could get better and then and then raise my play to match where I was at. So, you know, it was just a constant constant growth going on in my game. Well, we're spending time on school days tonight, spend some time with Marcus McNeil, and he is social. You can find him on Twitter at Marcus McNeil73. Still loves that number 73. Marcus McNeil73. Yeah, hey, uh, Coach just, Tuberville should have put him in the, put yeah. him in that 90 and thrown him the ball a yeah. couple times. <laughs> hey, man. I, I was trying. I, believe me, I lobbied there while I went. <laughs> you know, I lobbied there. You know, Tub didn't want to try and hit. It was probably because we had. As much talent we had, Ronnie Brown, yeah. uh, you know, Carnell Williams, Brandon Jacobs in the backfield. They they ain't think about getting me the ball. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to divide the power between them. So I don't think I made it there. And then when I made it to the NFL and they finally put the tackle eligible in, I think I danced so hard at uh when I scored during <laughs> during training camp, they were like, "Nah, we can't we can't throw him the ball. That's gonna be fifteen yards automatic. <laughs> That's an automatic fifteen yard penalty." So I think I, I scratched my own name off that list. <laughs> Marcus, there are a lot of guys who've come through the halls of Cedar Grove who look to duplicate what you did this this spring. Not one, but two uh, Cedar Grove alums who drafted to play for the Atlanta Falcons to get to play in the National Football League here in their hometown, and their cousins. Uh, Justin Schaefer and D'Angelo yep. alone. Um, everyone out there is so, so proud of these young people. Uh, thoughts about that, you know, not just, you know, to play in your hometown, but you got your, you got your kinfolk out there with you. Well, man, I, I, it ain't nothing. I, I felt like a proud, a proud daddy or uncle when both of them got drafted. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Like, one thing you got to know about Cedar Grove, we a family, man. Same pride forever, you know. Uh, to see those guys, you know, I think they were on the, they were actually on the first, you know what I'm saying, Cedar Grove uh, team that won the, the state championship. And I remember going to talk to those guys, you know, uh, halftime and, and, and just to see them go from, you know, these boys – to, to now going up to a man and, and being able to make it to the NFL, it, it's nothing better. And and Debo, that's what we call him over there, yeah. you know what I'm saying, Malone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Debo has been balling out, you know what I'm saying, and I want to see him continue to do what he's doing. Justin Safer is, is probably one of the most, you know, hardworking offensive linemen that I know. And, and, and not even only that, he's just a great teammate. You know, he sat there at Georgia – and waited his turn, you know, to get his chance to to play. Mm-hmm. And what did he end up with? A national championship at UGA. I have so much respect for that young man because so many times I see guys go to certain colleges or schools, and and when it's not their turn, they don't they don't have the patience to wait. You know, sometimes and they jump ship and go other places. Everybody has the right to do that, but you know, I think I have a little bit more respect for those guys who who trust the process trust the decision that they made, you know what I'm saying, and work hard to get where they want to be. So I'm looking for great things from both of those young men. Fantastic, fantastic, man. This is, uh, has been time well spent and great time, Coach. I can listen to Marcus all day. 
Yeah. I liked it. Except for going to Auburn. You know, I went to Alabama. So <laughs> oh, yeah, that's except, other thing. That's except the, the Auburn thing. Other oh, than that. Oh, what? Hold on. Back up. What? What? Hold on. No, look. I, I respect it. got no roll tide on <laughs> Well, here's what happened, Marcus. We, we took it on the chin. I was with them way but you know, before your day, during your day. After, I've been around a lot of losses to Auburn, so I'm all about it. You know, <laughs> I, I respected those Auburn teams. Some of the best teams to come out of college football Marcus played on. Yeah. I can say, yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. Well, y'all, y'all got that hit stick right now, so I can't, you know, <laughs> uh, I can't. I'm not even gonna act like I, I know football now. And I ain't gonna claim what I can't claim now. Right now, y'all, y'all, y'all up there, y'all on top of the mountain. Yep, 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 yep. They're, they're doing great things, but we appreciate you spending some time yes, with sir. us uh, on this Friday night. Always, always great to hear from you. And uh, great to keep up with the things you're doing. I know you've been doing. You've been doing some of what we're doing right here. You've been doing some broadcast too, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, you know, you you gotta stay in it when you love football. You don't really get away from it. And I can sit around and talk about football all day. So it just makes sense for me to go and put it on the microphone one time. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Fantastic, fantastic, Marcus. Thanks so much for the time. Always great catching up with you, and, and hope to catch up with you next time you get to come home. Hey, man, definitely, man, definitely. You guys keep on doing a great job, man. I love you guys' show, and man, y'all y'all keep on doing your thing. Thanks, Marcus. All right, all right. That is Marcus McNeil. Uh. Sports Radio 9290 Game, 9290Game.com. It's Sam and Greg. That was just Sam on this Sunday morning. Feel sorry for Huey. You can't sing anymore. Yeah. Him, yeah. you know, just, yeah. uh, just, just, you know, a guy who. There's a couple people like that, but who's, not just that. Voices, but, but, not, but not just that. You knew he's something he enjoyed. Yeah. He got. A, I mean, people enjoyed hearing him, but he was having a ball whenever he was really there. had a big time with that. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, listen, we can hear something going on behind us here. Yeah. This has been an interesting mm-hmm. morning for sounds, by yeah, the way. How about that? From airplanes to yeah. beeps and then people are just gone. Yeah. And we haven't talked to Joe in a few weeks. So we want to bring back uh, Joe Patrick. Welcome him to the show. Sports Radio 92.9thegame.92.9thegame.com. How you been, man? Guys, I've been good. Thanks for having me back on. And I got to say, you know, just coming on here for the first time in a couple of weeks, you guys have the best music of any show that I come on on, the, on this radio station. So uh, hats off to you guys. And I don't know if that's Eric or if that you're No, that's me. Guy. I'm oh, the DJ. No, I'm on with Eric has – Eric has – That's not Eric. Eric has been – Eric Eric does contribute. But for the most part, I'm driving him crazy telling him songs. Sam throws – you know what? I, I just should, throw one I or should two do in. that. I just throw one or two in. Yeah. You, you, you. Very very heavy-handed with that. Yeah, That's man. Okay. Well, the show has a sound. The show has always had a, a certain uh, kind of sound, right? Yeah, it's got to have a creative theme, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, man, I, I keep wish... running into Joe all over, all all different places now. I know, I know. You know? Me, yeah, that's right. Me and Sam, it's like we, yeah, we're bumping into each other all over the place from town. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was like that now, huh? Yeah, but I mean, at Flowery Branch, uh, down at Mercedes Benz Stadium, when the Falcons are having a workout in the middle of the week or whatnot, I was like, hey, Joe, what's going yeah. on? So, I, I was waiting for you to say in and and at the tee box on on the, on the first hole. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the next that's place next. to find Hopefully them. Hopefully, that's next. Hey, all right. Well, let, let's let's decide. Let's start with your Braves hat and start there. And and the bittersweet news of where these guys as a team sit, um, you know, fell out of first place for a minute. But we're still, you know, I'm not worried about the Mets. They will relinquish that lead. But the news about Ozzy Albies, 
And yeah. coming back after all this time, then he, you know, busted his pinky, and he may or may not be back. And to what level during the playoffs, which initially gave Braves fans a reason to pause. But then I say to you, listen, as they sit there and try to work out what they're going to do in the playoffs, wearing the World Series ring they got last year without their best player in the lineup, you feel pretty good about this team going in. And by the way, the question going into Ozzy's return is, what are we going to do with Vaughn Grissom? Well, we got that question answered, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why I've been saying about this whole situation, because we've kind of seen it coming now for a while, right? This whole Ozzy Albies, Vaughn Grissom situation. And I've always kind of I've said it's a champagne problem. You know, you, you it's, it's one of those problems that you like to have, like too many kind of players to, to fit in one spot. And I've been stressing that, like, we're just not there yet to the point where you have to kind of really make a decision and unfortunately, I mean, this is one of those things with this incident that happened last night is one of those reasons why you, you know, you, you don't want to rush to make a decision on what you're going to do in the future because you don't know what the future is going to bring. And uh, it's just really unfortunate. You hate it for Ozzy, but you know, you're right, Greg. I mean, this team, when they've won, it's always been in the face of adversity. And I think that, um, that gives them a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, I think, uh, from a psychological perspective. I think that this team tends to thrive on, on that kind of um, in that in that kind of state. And I don't think it's going to set them back because for that very reason. Obviously, it sets them back not having a player of Ozzy Albi's you know ability in the lineup and not having his you know personality. But I'm sure you know he'll be in that clubhouse um, despite this this injury as much as he can, uh, obviously, with, you know, trying to get back and everything, just like Ronald Acuna was in the clubhouse last year throughout the World Series run. So at least they'll have that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think if you're the Braves, you just got to be, you got to think to yourself, well, at least we have, we're in a better position than many other teams in being able to, to fill what is otherwise a very um, difficult player to replace. Yep, yep. Indeed, that is true. Folks are spending time on the waitforit.com hotline this morning with Joe Patrick. He is social. You can find him on Twitter at JAPatrick200, at JAPatrick200. You know, Ozzy comes back, and his boy lights up. You know, that's the other part of it, having him back on the field. And hopefully, you know, he's, he'll be around, but it brings out the best in Ronald Acuna. You just saw that last yeah. night. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and when you go back to talking about how they won the World Series without Ronald Acuna last year, it's because other guys were stepping up. And so – yeah, I think that Ronald Acuna, you know, personally, I think that he feels like he has a lot to uh, – maybe I don't know if a lot to prove is maybe the right way to phrase it, but I think he wants to be a huge contributor to a championship team because they went through that whole World Series run last year without him. And I think from a player's perspective, you feel – you don't feel like you actually contributed to that World Series. Like, it doesn't almost feel genuine to you unless you're actually there participating in the event that gets you that ring. And so I think that Ronald Acuna will especially come into this postseason feeling like he has a lot on the line, uh, feeling like he has a lot to prove individually and, you know, frankly, to the, the baseball-watching world. So, yeah, I mean, that would be the best news of all for the Braves if they could get him um, as hot as possible heading into the biggest games of the year. Sam and Greg with Joe Patrick, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. All right, let's flip hats here. What are we going to see with this Falcons team out taking on the defending champs in your thoughts? I, I, I continue to be optimistic about this about the Falcons team. I mean, I know that 
you know, the mood soured on them after the, the blown lead, which is obviously very frustrating. It's something that makes you feel like you're in a doom loop. <laughs> like you're just never going to get out of this, like, terrible nightmare that Falcons fans have been on. Really, you know, obviously since 2016 especially. Um, but, you know, I, I think that, you know, a lot of people are talking about the Rams being kind of a dangerous team to play right now because of, you know, the kind of the beating that they took in week one against the Bills, probably the best team in the NFL. And while that is true, I think that where the Falcons benefit is I think the Bills gave a little bit of a blueprint as to how to beat this this Rams team. And it's a Rams team that I think is a little bit vulnerable right now. When you talk about Matthew Stafford's arm might not may not be um, in the best place, I think it's still yet to be tested over a long duration. So we'll see how that goes. But also, this Rams offensive line is really beat up right now. They're playing with two new tackles on either side. Their left guard was getting whipped against the Bills uh, in that opening game of the season. And that's really where the Falcons made a lot of hay against the Saints in their first game was just kind of beating them up front. Uh, what was supposed to be a revamp and, and pretty good Saints offensive line. So I think it will be a bit of a litmus test this team just to see if like what we saw in week one continues. Um, but I think that the Falcons have some advantages in this game if they're, if they're able to maximize uh, taking advantage of those situations. And I think they have a chance to uh, win this game potentially, but I think definitely keep it close. I know the spread is, I think, at 10 and a half points or so. And I think the Falcons are, are good money to uh, to cover that line. Not that I'm a uh, gambler. Uh, <laughs> I, I, would, I would never. I would never. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. 92.9thegame.com. Now, we need a little pivot here. Um, I talked to a couple of people about this Falcons team so far, and and we haven't got your thoughts on uh, what we see. Why that happened last week when you talk about the way that game slipped away from them in the fourth quarter? What was it about the way they approached that quarter and, and what we saw? Or was it just the cream rising to the top with New Orleans? I mean, that's part of it. Again, you always got to give credit to the opponent, and James Winston made some damn good throws um, that he had not made all game. Uh, so you got to give them credit. Uh, I'm not like I don't really know what I have to say that's probably different than other people that you've talked to about this. Like, you know, there was one series where I think the, the play calling got a little bit too conservative and allowed the Saints kind of to, to march the field down the field easily. That play calling did not happen in the next series where the Saints marched down the field easily again. And you just had all kinds of individual mistakes. You had Casey Hayward with too soft of a coverage on on a play that gave up a big chunk. Uh, but my biggest thing overall between both of those two of those long drives by the Saints um, was the safeties in those situations, and in particular Jalen Hawkins, who was typically playing as like the single high free safety, was just playing so deep. And I know that he's playing in a more conservative scheme. I'm sure he's being told, you know, don't get beat over the top. Last thing, you know, the last thing you want is to get beat over the top. Totally understand that. But he was just playing so deep that he was not really involved in the play. And I, and even if there was a play, you know, down the, down the, you know, down the sidelines, down those wide coverage areas, he was not going to be able to get over there to, to, to defend those either. And that probably would have gone for a big play and over the top had they connected on one of those. So I just feel like when you're in those situations, the safeties have to play just a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage just to allow them to part, be able to be active participants in the defensive coverage scheme instead of essentially just being like, a guy who's only there to prevent a 60-yard play or a 70-yard play. Uh, so that would be my main criticism. But I think, you know, they'll, they'll look at that and they'll learn from it. And, um, I, yeah, I know that that doesn't help fans feel any better in the moment. But, um, you know, I went back. I, I kind of was – I put this out on Twitter. 
you know, that 2016 team that went to the Super Bowl in week one, they lost to the Tampa Bay Bucks at home and they ended up going to the Super Bowl. And now I'm not saying that this team is going to the Super Bowl, but what I'm saying is that it's a very long season and the Falcons can, can um, make fans remember, oh, remember that time where we blew that lead against the Saints? That was crazy. They can, that can feel like long past history or they can let it occur to them again and again. Uh, but I think the Falcons are going to be a team that, that um, learns from their mistakes there and doesn't do that. Because I think Arthur Smith is a good coach, and I think that his staff really has these guys uh, in a good mindset in this season. Spending time on the WaitForIt.com hotline about to wrap things up with Joe, Pat- Joe Patrick. and um, I'll pick it up from here, man. Yeah, you get no, I'm good. I'm good. good. I'm good. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, qu- quickly about Atlanta United while we got a little bit of time here. A draw, yeah, yeah. a draw yesterday with Philadelphia, so much better than what happened the last time we saw those guys. Where does this leave this team now? Because they don't have much time left. Yeah, I think it's going to be too little too late, Sam, honestly. But it's so tough because I think that, honestly, that was probably the best played game that they've had this entire year. I mean, they played the number one team in MLS yesterday. That's who, that's who they were playing, and they did not make them look like that. They Atlanta United actually dominated that game. And should have won it. Like they had, they were the one. They were the team that had the chances to win it. The they only allowed five shots against them. None of them on target. So I mean, like it was complete domination, pretty much. And it's just, it was a weird, very weird feeling talking to the players and Gonzalo Pineda after that game yesterday, just because <clears throat> everybody recognized how well they played, and yeah. everybody I think recognized that it wasn't going to be enough for them this year. All right, look at he he fit all three hats on. And and choked you up doing it. Yeah, how about that? How about that? <laughs> and, and 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 Joe, I will leave you with this nugget because we got to go. Did you know that there was a point in baseball where the first baseman actually had to tag the runner? Mm, the, I did not know. Yeah, that. they changed that rule on this day, back in back in uh, eighteen forty eight. There, it was eighteen forty eight. Uh, yeah, and year. they changed it. They don't have to tag the guy. You just put your foot on the base, and next thing you know, folks are stepping on each other's heels. All right, man. Listen, you can go make that tea time. So enjoy the rest of your <laughs> afternoon. But if you want to watch some Falcons, you got that game right there. You could fit in nine holes between now and and kickoff, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's we got right. Falcons Thanks, and Rams pregame, pregame at two, kickoff at four. And, of course, later on we'll have the Bears and the Packers. That's a uh, – well, after after the Falcons matchup. We're going to have all that football action right here. It's Sam and Greg. I want to thank Joe Patrick. A chance for you to grab some of this money. And, by the way, speaking of football players, I need you. The movie industry needs you. I will tell you where, how, and all that sort of stuff up next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 Game, 929thegame.com. The International Olympic Committee has awarded the 1996 Olympic Games to the city of Atlanta. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this 18th day of December. Did that one as a twofer. Okay. As you say, music radio, it's a twofer Tuesday. Twofer. Today's the day we lost Jimmy. Wow. Lost Jimmy on this day, okay. 1970. Okay. 
Uh, and he was a part of the 27 Club, which we have talked about. Enlightened Eric to that. And, and unfortunate, a list that continues to grow. But uh, Jimi Hendrix uh, lost him on this day. But the other thing you heard was the announcement that also happened on this day. September 18th, wow. 1990. Wow. The announcement was made that we were getting the uh, Summer Olympics in 1996. Now think about that now. And how many people showed up between now and then and people are still coming? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're you know, right. How many lanes was a freeway through this town that day compared to now? It's 50 lanes and we still don't have enough. No, you don't have enough. That's a, that's a public transportation problem with that. We got all these hills in certain areas you can't build a uh, L, but an that, L track but, but, or buses but, 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 and all but, but, that, but, but yeah. But that event helped make all that happen. It, it brought the new infrastructure. You know, oh, it brought a lot of stuff. A lot of things, you know. A lot of and it's still And it's still bringing things. And I think the, the two names that are connected with that, one positively and one, I'm still kind of turning my head and making the Scooby-Doo noise, but I know then what happened shortly thereafter with the Goodwill Games. But I'm surprised that Ted Turner was not part of that um, delegation. I mean, I just you just figure well, he, could, he couldn't own it. He he couldn't own it, but he could still he could, he could still it. exert his his influence because this is 1990. So CNN was he, established. He ain't trying to influence. Well, I know we know that now. He's, which he, he came with the goodwill the, the, games yeah, shortly yeah, thereafter. Yeah, the, the, the man was a heartbeat away from buying CBS. That's so I'm true. Like, he, yeah. he ain't trying to. He, that's that. People forget that. That, that, that wasn't his mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, well, the other guys are here. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to play that because, again, this was this all happened. On this date. Um, listen, I want to drive you guys to the website, 9290game.com slash cast and call. You are going to see a list of job opportunities for you. You are going to, as you scroll down, you are going to see the places that you would go to find jobs behind the camera. The link to the Georgia Department of Labor. The, what else have I got on there that I've forgotten about? Mm. Oh, well, the casting call, the, the casting directors, the list of the casting directors, and the voiceover people. So all of that is there. But I mentioned a little while ago there was a need for football players. I'm, I'm working with game-changing films, man, and this relationship is going to grow. I'm working on it really hard, but they have a new sports – like last week we were talking about the kids' football movie. They need the kids. Right. This week they need adults. They need guys. They need dudes. 18 to 34 years old that play – football or have played football, all ethnicities. You will see it as you scroll down the list of job opportunities. It's as simple as that. Males, all ethnicities, 18 to 34, who have played football. There's a new project going on, and they need football players. I have talked about game-changing films before. These are the folks who will put the opposing team or the opposing player in place, that actor or just person they find at Walmart, who can play tennis, who can play lacrosse who can play who's who's a diver you know swimming whatever the swimming technique you have that's 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 you excel at they want to know about you so i just say listen if you got any kind of athlete in your family that plays something you got some tape on this person kids all the way up you want to package it and send it to game changing films but this week they are looking for football players and so like i said you were watching king richard they're, they're one of the companies that provide the other tennis players that the young Venus and Serena played against. Mm-hmm. So you know there's a need for it, right? How many times have you been watching a movie and you see something and you go, man, that dude didn't play no yeah, whatever, yeah, baseball. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you see that sometimes and it jumps out. It just really jumps out at you. Babe. 
John Goodman. Yeah. Playing Babe Ruth. Size wise, acting wise, no problem. Yeah. The swing, yeah, yeah, uh, lacked yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So now everybody can be Kevin Costner in these baseball movies and, and look the part. Right. I think him, Charlie Sheen, D.B. Sweeney, best looking athletes yeah. I have seen as far as actors. Jay Shabalkum. Okay. Jay Shabalkum was the body double for uh, Chadwick Boseman in 42. He's an actual baseball okay, player. Okay, okay, okay. He did the sequences, the running, the sliding. He's a young man from uh, from the area who played played. I think he played collegially at University of Georgia, and um, he was. So that, he got cast in that. Mm-hmm. I yeah. didn't know. I didn't know his name. I you, you yeah. knew he had some yeah some standards that people did some stuff. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm but I'm talking about the stars who we know got some game. Oh yeah, and and so wanted to um, put that out there. But there's game changing films. They're looking for football players. But at the top of the list. Let me scroll back up here really quick, really quick, really quick. There's a music video being shot. I don't normally talk about music videos, but casting Taylor yeah, made. they shoot them all over the place, don't they? There, yeah, but there's sometimes they don't ask for extras. Okay. Or, more importantly, they don't pay the okay. extras. Right. They ask for them, yeah. but they ain't paying them. Well, this one, you're getting paid for. All right? Not only are you getting paid for, but if they ask you to wear certain costumes or put on certain makeup, they're giving you a little extra bump for that, too. But you're going to see a music video. There's a short film being shot, casting tailor-made. There's a need for all different types of roles. And so just follow through the list, read through all of it. On location casting, they're getting ready for a big gala event, and they need uh, ladies who have formal wear. Okay. Okay. It's going to be a gala event under a big, like a circus. So you got to have your own stuff. You got to have your own stuff. You got to have your, and they pay you for that. Okay. You know, but you got to have the evening gowns, the cocktail dresses, all that stuff. Um, again, read through all of the breakdown because there has to do with testing, things like that. And you want to make sure you got that. Stand ins. Now, stand ins, they make a little bit more money. We told you about that, right? Because stand ins, as you just talked about, Chadwick Bozeman's, these people will follow the star around on set. Wherever okay. they go, you go. Because there's going to be times when they shoot a scene. They got to change the cameras around, and that stand-in will then stand where they are. Thus, for, for many different things, but that's just one example. But there is a couple needs for an untitled project. Extras casting Atlanta's doing. They're still looking for a blues band, three to four piece blues band. Um, and Destination Casting doing the Kevin Hart show. Okay. So, so now where, where are they doing that? Exactly. I ain't telling you that. Come on, man. Well, so you just want a group of people to just go run down there and show up. Well, we know, the place, the, we know the place down in Fayetteville, they're they doing Family Feud with Steve Harvey down there. Right. Okay, okay. but so okay, they're doing it there. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. You're talking about the studio? Yeah, I don't, the studio. I don't even know, to be honest with you. And okay. they could be doing this at a makeshift office building. They really could. Wherever the space is, wherever they could find a good – because you could make pretty much anything look like what you want true, it to look true. like. And, wanna, I, and I know that from visiting that studio down there. They had some yeah. props and stuff, and I said, wow, man, they can make anything. Listen, we can make the back area up on this floor, this ninth floor here, look like a casino. You have, you, They just do that all the time. So that list is up. You can also see it on Get Cast with Greg on Twitter. Um, but you have any questions about any of this stuff, greg.clarksonodyssey.com. And also get cast with Greg on Twitter. That's where it is. I I, I have to wait because there's two couple things I want to talk about, but I can't. Why not? Because I've signed. You know, I've right, been, I've been right. blessed to 
get booked on a couple things, and oh. when you do, you got to keep you, your yak they, shut. They, they put a muzzle on you. That's right. They put a muzzle <laughs> to some extent, and for yeah. a period of time. Yeah. And then after the period of time is done, okay, you know, I can talk about it. And I can't wait to get my hair cut. Okay. Oh man. You, you, How yeah, long has this been? You, you should see him. He's on his way. To, he's on his way to Tito Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my way. <laughs> look, 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 at look, at Eric, look at Eric. Look at this. But I've been, this He's one. on his way to Tito Jackson, man. <laughs> oh, I was a Peter thing. I thought I had a bug in my head. Yeah, this is this is the most. Look at this hair up here. This yeah, is the most yeah, hair I've had. This is a yeah. month's worth of growth. Wow. But what's the color look, of the hair? You, you, it, it, is, it, is, it is all is, dark. Is that for a project, it's, sir? Yeah. Okay. They, they told me to. It's for that. Um, it's called Black Spartans, and I'll leave it at that. Black Spartans. And it's about Michigan State. The university okay. and their football team, and okay. what they what they had the honor of doing and being the first at. <laughs> so I was told to grow my hair, even though they can put me in a unit, but they still want me to grow a my hair. They got to attach a, it to a something. Toop. Yeah, <laughs> a tube. But this is all, man. But look, I haven't seen my hair this long. Ain't you impressed with this all? You and Hugh Douglas. Yeah, me and Hugh. Now, I ain't paid for none of this. This all came out. This is byproduct of that ninety-eight year old dude sitting down there. And, you and Big U. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> it's great to see though, man. It, it is there, is yours, is there, yeah. and, and you know, and it's all, it's all the original, all the way around, and, and it's the original color, and it's black. How about that? Folks? All right, then. how about that, sports see? fans? Ain't your average idiot you're dealing with here. <laughs> Speaking of Hugh, I was trying to see if he was going to be someplace here. I'm looking at the upcoming, you know, remotes. Got Dukes and Bell at Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. That was on the twelfth, okay, twenty third midday show. Representative at Hawks Media Day. Yeah, and Dukes and Bell at Twin Peaks again, Kennesaw, and Dukes and Bell again on the thirtieth at Twins and Peaks. Tw- Twin Peaks? Did I say Twins and Peaks? Twins and Peaks. I said that, didn't I? Yeah. Twin Peaks and Kennesaw and Twin Peaks <laughs> and Buckhead. So anyway, and Ryan, while we're at it here, let you know we've been talking about Falcons, whether it's the Falcons, Hawks, or Atlanta United. We got all of that, all the music and the news, everything that Atlanta needs, right here on the Odyssey app. I put my hat back on now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You can do that. You can do that. Fantastic. Leave me alone. <laughs> Got all my hair up here. Uh, coming up 9 o'clock hour. This is going to be um, uh, something that uh, looking forward to because Maria has joined us a couple times. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about somebody who's got the finger on the pulse of the Atlanta Falcons. It is Maria Martin. She's been great. The audience loves her. She comes on. You say hello, and then you can go get a cup of coffee because yeah. then she'll just ramble out oh. <laughs> everything you need to know yeah. about the Falcons. We love that. Yep. But um, we are also going to talk more about college football and the games from yesterday. We've got to get back into that and the matchups, and we will talk to the show that follows us. Talk to the guys on there. We're going to yeah. talk to Bo and Brian. Two dudes, same fantasy. Yep. They were yep. coming up. 9 o'clock hour. We can't thank you enough for making us a part of your Sunday morning. It is Sam and Greg on this 18th day of September. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.